What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another, another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. <laughs> for being in, for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back in here with Blue Chip Mindset number 20, uh, sorry, 37. Shout out to us, man. Damn, we're approaching the 50. 50 blue chip mindset stream mark here. That means it's almost going to be a year by the time we hit, what, a couple of weeks now. It's going to be almost a year that we've been doing the blue chip mindset series. All right. What we do in the blue chip mindset series is we're here to awaken men, to remind men to stay on their path, their purpose, to build their philosophy, to get to where they want. So we give you a couple of pieces of information that you can digest and go forward with that information, apply it, apply it. That is the most specific part of it. Take it. Guys, I have my philosophy. I have my way of living. I have the things that work for me. You don't have to take all of them. You can take some of them. You can take the majority of them. You can take what you don't want, throw it to the side. You don't have to come in here and say, CGA is a fraud because I exposed this one part of this thing that didn't work. All right. Mm. Hey, listen, I ain't perfect. I'm damn near perfect. Anyway, shout out to you. But, uh, Listen, this is what we do here. Um, I, I I love people who try to find one thing. You know, I think I think what happens here in this fear is somebody gains popularity, and then there's one part of their philosophy that just doesn't sit well with you, and then you throw the whole thing away. Then you want to expose the person, and I think that's a mistake that men make. All right, and so today's streams, when we talk about blue chip mindset, we actually focus on the men. Yes, we'll bring up examples about women and relationships and dating. However, today on Wednesdays, we focus on getting the part from men, right? Right. So we're not perfect. None of the content creators are perfect. None of these content creators have the perfect solution that is going to answer all of your questions. However, we will present solutions for you that you can use. You can pick and choose. I have a whole book, Free Agent Lifestyle, that you can pick and choose from. You can apply it to your life. And then the other things that you don't like about it, no big deal, all right? You don't have to use it. It may not work for you, and it's all good, all right? But we're going to get you guys on the right path here, all right? That's what we do here. All right, all right, all right. Say all right. Hey, take a shot every time I say all right. All right, so <laughs> today's topic, today's men are scavengers. Oh, man, scavengers. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Scavenger-ass men. Oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about why you guys are scavengers. All right. I said, all right, again, I got to stop. I got to stop saying that. All right. But scavenger ass men. All right. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> I'm catching myself doing it. Shout out to Toastmasters. All right. Over here. And uh, today's men are scavengers. Why men today? Why men today are living their lives in reverse? And so this is the Blue Chip Mindset Series number 37. Do me a favor. We're going to get into the show. I do have a warm-up topic that I do want to discuss with you, and it's about a millionaire Miami attorney getting himself ensnared and trapped in a little bit of a pickle, as they called it, a sexual assault. We're following up on yesterday's stream about sexual assaulting, how not to get in there. We're going to talk about him fumbling the bag. Fumbling the bag is a disease of men. It's a disease of women. They're going to fumble a bag no matter what. But men fumble the bag. All right. You work so hard and hard. And all of a sudden, that sweet, sweet thing makes you fumble the bag. All right. Absolutely insane. Okay. But if you want your voice to be heard here, or you want to support today's Blue Chip Mindset series, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash app, on the Venmo, Coach Greg Adams, 
TV, and on PayPal. PayPal. PayPal Z. PayPal Z. We'll go back to PayPal Z. It is uh, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. You'll probably see when you get over there. I know you people are like, wait. When you get over there, you're like, what? what is G7 performance training? Well, that is my original PayPal. That's what I linked it to back in the day when I had my training business. Which, you know, if you always it's still an existing business, but it's what it is, you know. But that's what you'll see. That's what you'll be donating to. And you might see a picture of me. It might be an older picture of me and all that stuff. So anyway, we're still riding with PayPal just for a little bit. And for everybody that's Coach Gang International, we're going to have probably this week, once we get all of that, we're going to have a additional way that you can contribute. It probably won't be on the screen. It probably will be in the description box. But I know some international brothers were having trouble wanting to donate. And since they've censored a brother, you cannot donate via Super Chat here. All right. Absolutely insane. Or somebody hated. I don't know what they did. All right. So that's how you could contribute. Let me do a little bit of a commercial real quick. You can get members only content here at coachgregadams.locals.com. On every Sunday morning, we take you guys through what the possibilities of you uh, can have in, in this marketplace of women, which uh, the modern woman is completely monetized. A lot of women are struggling and straggling out here. Uh, they're sniggling as well, but uh, they're trying to survive right now. People are on survival mode. We haven't even hit rock bottom yet, but uh, women are in these streets. In these streets. Uh, they're available to you to get your little rocks off. If you're an older gentleman and you got a little bit of resources. I got money. All right. You can find whatever you want, how you want it. How do you want it? How does it feel? You can get it the way you want it delivered right to your door. I mean, it's not it's, it's not like it's not unlike anything else that we have here. It's like Amazon. Remember, remember back in the day, you used to be like, damn, I need a hammer. You had to get up, put some you had to put some clothes on, take a shower, wash up under your armpit, get up, go to Ace Hardware, look at hammers. Oh, shit. OK, I really don't know what I want here. Used to be able to do that, right? Used to have to do that. There was no other choice. You had to wake your ass up, look at hammers. You put your hammer pants on, looking at hammers. Not anymore. You go right up to Amazon, click, 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 click. Same day delivery or tomorrow, the hammer will be there. And they'll have reviews. See, you, you didn't even have reviews. You used to go to the hammer. Oh, shit, I don't even know what this hammer does. does is this a good hammer or is it a bad hammer? Now you can go and get the damn review. People can tell you. They'll have a suggested post. You can get the hammer you want delivered right to your door, right? Right to your door. Now you got Uber Eats. Every damn restaurant, you can get whatever you want delivered to, to, de deliver to your door how you want it, okay? Same thing with women. You can get it delivered to your door how you want it. I don't see why you guys see that it's any different. Oh, no, go out and get your own food. <laughs> delivered to your door. You can call up the age, hair number. You can have it shaven or a full bush. All right, you can call it how you want it. And everybody's like, this is despicable. All right, mm. this is reprehensible behavior. You're not a real man. Go to nightclubs and bars. All right, run up on women at Barnes and Nobles. All right, then you run up on them. They turn around. They got a septum nose earring, earring right here, earring in their tongue, earring on their lips. You're like, shit, this is my selection. Okay, all right, perhaps I'll cold approach here. You can't even call how you want it. All right, out there, you just want, let's just say you live in Tupelo, Mississippi. You're listening to a dating coach in one of the prime locations. They're sitting there in New York, let's just say. 
they're all in New York with a full selection of women when they walk outside. They live in East Manhattan. All right. They can just call it how they want it. It's right there. But you live in Tupelo. You're like, well, my dating coach says, don't call it up on the Internet. You got to go outside. Did you go outside Tupelo, Mississippi? Yeah, you ain't got no great selection. You sitting there like, damn. All right. They said cold approach. Here we go. No, hell no. <laughs> you better call them up. You better get that delivery service. Yeah, Mississippi, we back giving it to y'all today. But, man, I'm going to tell you, man, it's a, it's a different time. It's a different age. Y'all better catch up. Even Pippin knows. The Pippin knows. They like Pippin. Ain't, Pimp C said, what did Pimp C say? He said, Pippin is, ain't dead. It's just on the internet now. Okay. All right, anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Tupelo, Mississippi, home of Elvis Presley. Did y'all know that? Anyway, let's get into today's show. Um, let's get let's get the warm up story before we get going. Uh, just show how men have fumbled the bag, itis in this situation. And many times we were just following up on yesterday's show. How to not get caught up in a sexual assault case? Well, this Miami attorney right here, age thirty nine, Adam Bayer or Bayer, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He used to specialize. In sexual assault cases, that's always kind of a red flag there. Kind of if you, if you could specialize in it, you might be one. All right. But uh, let's read how what kind of case he got caught up in. Um, and it says here, a Miami attorney who specializes in sexual assault cases allegedly told a woman, now I'm the dominant one before graping her, according to the police report. Oh, another he said, she said situation. It says Adam Bayer, age 39, invited the 24-year-old woman to the, his luxury Bayfront condo to watch a court case video on July 20th. Oh, my goodness. The defendant began to kiss and fondle the victim against her will. According to the police report obtained by Fox Digital News, quote, the victim repeatedly pushed the defendant away, telling him to stop and that she did not want anything sexual with him. So here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I just went over this. Um, this is some of you guys, man. Listen, rule number eight on not how not to get a claim. Don't don't do it. But in this situation, I just went over this. But a lot of times you guys are still put, you know, you're you're handling objections. You want to catch a girl out in the wild. You want to you want to manipulate her, lie to her, come up and watch a court case video. I'm just not I'm not taking her word for it. But this is what they're saying. Right. And so that was your bait to get her in. Dude, you should have just went to seeking.com. You could have got you a 24-year-old girl, came in there, fits full of 20s. You could have threw it. You're 39 years old. I'm telling you, this is what's wrong with you guys. The world's different now. The world's different. But now you wanted to run game on her. Let's just say we're taking the police report at face value. You want to run game. You want to manipulate her. You use bait to get her upstairs, and then you push yourself. You handle objection number one, objection number two, objection number three. Uh, she pushed you away, allegedly. She said stop, allegedly. You kept proceeding. You were living out your fantasy, catching one in the wild. All right, listen, you can do that. <laughs> he said he wanted her soul. You can do that, but now this is what you deal with. Now, let's just say, let's just say the woman never pressed charges. All right, you still, you're still in a situation where, oh, damn, you know, I went out and ran some game and I, I got her upstairs. All right, I struck out tonight. I'll try tomorrow. Nope. This is ridiculous, bro. But listen, this is her words. And says right here, she says she excused herself to use the restroom. And when she emerged, 
she told investigators that Bayer had disrobed and was stroking himself. Mm. <laughs> okay. Throughout the incident, the victim attempted to push the defendant away and pleaded for the defendant to stop while continuously stating she did not want to engage in any physical. Now, that's where it goes. That's her fault. Now, let's listen. <laughs> now, I got to ask you a question, ma'am. Again, you, you, he was pushing himself on you. He was kissing on you. He was trying to fondle you. You went to the bathroom. You came out. He was naked. And that's when you should have skedaddled. But now, nah, somehow you got near him again while he had disrobed and was stroking himself. And now you're within his grasp again. L. That's a fat L. All right. He allegedly pushed her on the bed. How'd you get to the bedroom? Was the bathroom in the bedroom? And told her, now I'm the dominant one, then forced herself on her, then forced himself on her. Yeah, there's some missing detail here. There's some missing context because why would he say, now I'm the dominant one? There must have been a situation where she had referred to that and she left that part out. Because she must have said, I'm a dominant. I, there must have been a conversation there. There's context missing. There must have been a conversation where she says she's dominant. And now he reversed the roles on her. Why would he just say that? Why would he bl blurt out now? I'm the dominant one, right? Throughout the incident, the victim attempted to push the defendant away and pleaded for the defendant to stop while continuously stating she did not want to engage. Okay, she says, she says, stop. They are allegedly told her, you will thank me later after the alleged assault. Alleged for sure. The victim told investigators she tried to leave, but buyer wouldn't let her. Quote, you can't leave. I want you to stay. Some of these conversations don't make sense. What did you say? You were just saying, stop, 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 stop. What, what, what were you saying? Get back. You know? <laughs> I don't think so. At some point, she was able to persuade him to release her by promising she'd see him again. The police report says it is unclear uh, when the woman reported the alleged great to the police, but Bayer was arrested on August 3rd on battery charges, actual battery and false imprisonment charges. The attorney appeared in court and he says this was in fact a consensual encounter, he says, and um, the assistant state attorney replied, I don't think the defendant understood that no means no. He thought she wanted it anyway. Well, we live in a tough time. We live in a tough time. So, uh, the time is that a lot of times, you know, especially when you're dealing with younger women, I would encourage you older guys that like to go down to the junior college. Try not to catch them in the wild. All right. Catching them in the wild, unless you're at the cigar lounge and them young girls or you're at Mastro's and they're there and everybody knows what's on the up and up. If you're catching them in the wild, they may not know. And they're still playing those. You know, she's still not comfortable. And then she's trying to figure out and, and, and figure out why she's there and this older gentleman and. They're intimidated a lot of times. So, uh, and then they want to play coochie games with you. When you're dealing straight right off the rip, they're not playing coochie games. Everybody knows what's up. I've only had one girl play coochie games with me. Um, and that was very recent. And I was kind of like, what, what are you doing? Actually, I have to have a conversation. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're in the wrong place to, to do this. So properly dismissed her, let her go home. And I aftercared her and was like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing further here, but um, when you, that's what happens when you catch them in the wild. And then of course they're trying to level up and trying to play the sides right here. It, it's weird. 
So be careful out here, guys, uh, when it comes to this. And this is how you fumble the bag. The guy's probably, since right here he was ordered held on $5,000 surety bail, according to court records, it wasn't immediately clear if he had posted that. I probably believe he may have posted that and could got out of there $5,000 for an attorney. Probably could have got out there. But this case is probably going to go, it's going to end in a thud or he's going to have to plea. All right. I don't think he's going to, it's going to go to a jury because it go, if it goes to a jury, if it goes to a jury, that shit going to end in a thud. So, but, but last point on this one, but when it comes to this, you don't want this on your jacket. You don't want this, you don't want this type of charge guys. Even if you get away and you prove the whole wrong, I, I love when guys are like, well, I proved her wrong. So <laughs> who remembers who remembers when somebody got proven wrong on a sexual assault case? Nobody remembers that. You know what they remember? The charge. You know what they remember? The allegation. So it matters none if you can prove her wrong and you have all the smoke. Uh, it, it means nothing proving them wrong. Chris Brown. And Trey Songs be proving women wrong all the time. Nothing really happens. They never go to jail. But every time it comes up, somebody says Trey Songs, they'd be like, mm-hmm. Somebody says Chris Brown, they was like, remember that time? Okay. So you don't want that on your record at all. You don't want the allegation ever, ever. I mean, even some of the people in the manosphere have gotten some of these accusations. And then they went over and above to try to prove it wrong. And see, I proved this 304 wrong. It don't matter. You prove that one wrong, and then another one comes out. You prove her wrong, then another one comes out. You don't want these situations here. All right, let's get to the earlier contributions to today's show. We'll start off on the Cash, cash app, and I wish I could pronounce your name, brother. But we're going to call you KD, Kerfala D. That's what we'll call it. He says, Coach, you're a life changer, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, man. I'm a life changer. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. All right, shout out to DGC Moore. In the building, we're going to keep pushing. The usual suspects, shout out to KT. He says, the Million Man March, Ice Cube, and the Boy Scouts. Yeah, go ahead. I want you guys to really pay attention to what's going on here. Um, the Million Man March got undermined by feminism in the black community. Ice Cube's plan to sit in front of a presidential candidate got undermined by the members of the feminist, the, the, gynoc the gynocracy in the black community, the matriarch that it is. So I want you to pay attention to those things um, when it comes to it. I don't know if we'll get into the community today. Maybe I'll give him a rest. Higher image status. He says, Fupa print don't work the same. The Fupa print. Talk about scavengers today. We're going to give you the definition of scavengers. Karen Cooper in the building. You can call me Michelle before you roar. Uh-oh, shout out to Karen's on it, man. You better send me a picture. Feet pictures if you want. I don't know. All right. She wants to be known as Michelle when I roar. She'd be like, Daddy, just let it roar all up inside me, all up in these sugary walls. All right. And I'll be like, roar. And then all of a sudden she'd be like, mm, we need to talk. We need to have a conversation. I know you were with me for pleasure, but now it's time for you to step up to your responsibility. I know you was blowing my back out. I know I was you, I was calling you daddy, but now. You need to be a father. Mm. <laughs> All right. I hate y'all people out here having sex for fun and then trying to sober up. And then we want to be responsible parents now. That's an L. Shout out to David McFarland. Thanks for the content, coach. Appreciate you. We'll give you a sponsorship. I love a couple of you guys deserve a sponsorship at this point. 
All right. Fast Money Teddy says, thank you. He says, saving future generations of men. Saving future generations of men. You guys better listen. We'll give you a co-sponsorship with that one, too. Okay. And uh, shout out to A.A. Ron is in the building. Checking in from the Dominican Republic. Been busy closing sales. Congratulations, man. And you making that money over there. I got money. Shout out to you in the DR. Um, very good place to visit. If you check out our members' content, we talked about traveling and travel bros and all of that stuff. I'm not in the beef with travel bros. They're in the beef with me. I just called in the question a couple of things, but, you know, all men trick, but they thought I was just targeting them. Uh, not so much. Uh, these places are good places to travel. Have fun. Go travel for yourself. That's my whole thing. And people thought, oh, I, you're you're going in and you told men to travel. And I said, I never told men to travel for sex purposes, but I always tell you guys to enjoy the world. See the world. Get your passport. I said, get your passport. It's in the it's in my book. Get your passport. Enjoy the world. Let the world open up to you. And the most important thing about sex that men have to understand this is why you're living your life in reverse sex is a byproduct most times it's a byproduct of whatever your lifestyle is whatever your income is whatever your looks are whatever your whatever you created yourself to be whatever your status are sex then shows up sex shows up like if i travel to some place sex is going to show up but if I travel there just for sex and then I get there and all I'm doing is sex, I think you missed the boat. It's a byproduct. Women are a byproduct. They, uh, we, any way you uh, stretch it, when they talk about hypergamy, it's hypergamy related to whatever, whatever you are as a man. It's the result. It's, the resu it's a byproduct. It's not the intention. It's not the direction. And you guys have been miseducated through music, through media. You've been miseducated. You've been living your life in reverse. We're going to talk about that. All right. Anyway. Uh, PayPal. We've got a couple brothers on PayPal. SAU is back in the building. Good morning, coach. I'm ready to learn some pickup game in masculine frame to wife my Western Ku Klux Keisha in the building. He says, yeah, man. Yeah, man. He wants that Ku Klux Keisha. All right, shout out to him. Who hurt him? No, Sherman Mo is in the building all the way in China. He says, Coach, I have sent this bigger. Wait a minute. He says, I have sent this bigger and earlier contribution to you because I want to thank you for teaching me about the modern marriage and relationships are alike. He says, part of the blue chip mindset is that you got to protect yours and the family's money. We'll talk about the families. Absolutely. You see, my big brother is engaged. Now, stopping the marriage is not possible. However, arming yourself with the knowledge and my research, armed with your knowledge and research, I was able to have some productive, insane discussions with my mom and brother about the situation. We all agreed that we need to take steps to protect our family and our personal assets in case my brother gets praying mantis. This discussion we had did not turn into a family wrecking argument. Everything was done in a cold, logical manner. With no talk of love and romance. Man, this is this is a fantastic step right here. A lot of people need to learn this one because people will get offended. And I love this. He says, we all agree to work together to make sure that our future divorce, that any future divorce, will not turn into a divorce grape of my big brother that wreck that will wreck his him financially and protect the family money. As for now, the future will go and we will. Be prepared, and the rest is up to, and then the, the message ran out. 
But that's what more men need to do. Men get offended when I tell you your wife can and will praying mantis you. Not my girl. I don't. She has a high likelihood. When I did the LeBron James video, a couple people in the comment section came in there, ran in. It's none of your business. Oh, it's going to be everybody's business if and when he gets divorced. Then everybody will be talking about it. And then everybody will talk about how stupid he was. Right? So it's okay, guys, to have people tell you to protect yourself if you do get married. I don't advise you to get married, especially when you're trying to build yourself. Marriage is possible. Is I in the free agent lifestyle, I'll even open up to it as being a possibility. But by the time it's a possibility and you build yourself up, you will think twice about marrying before you will when you have nothing. But this is all the point. Jo, uh, Triggerverse says, shout out to Pookie Ray Ray and now Jermaine, the brother's bruv, fault. All right, the brother bruv. Hey, he's like, it's Jermaine's fault. It's always, I got to clip that. It's always Jermaine's fault. Shout out to Sizzo. Your hoodie's on the way, brother. <laughs> I just printed out the label this morning. Sizzo says, I love the blue chip mindset. Been here since blue chip. Number one, blue chips have changed my life, coach. Thank you for these weekly gems. Much love, Sean. And hoodie's on the way. I know you're going to be happy. It might take a couple of days. Be careful. All right, what is today? Wednesday? Maybe Saturday or Monday or Sunday. I don't know. All right, so look out for that. And then we got a sponsorship over here. Over here, Billy the Kid says, just wanted to sponsor the show today, Coach. Last night's stream was crucial for all of us living the free agent lifestyle. Yes. All right, and I, I took a real big gamble presenting that information. So thank you for the sponsorship. We'll give you another round of applause. I'll check Venmo. Venmo doesn't normally have a lot of traffic, but it's okay. I'm not complaining. I always check Venmo last. And um, ooh, we do have a couple on Venmo, and then we'll get into the show. Thank you for uh, being here. No government name says, shout out to the coach gang. Coach, the hardest working man on YouTube. Keep grinding, coach. Pause. Yes, we'll keep putting this information out until I get tired and fatigued. Uh, don't mention my name, he says. Coach, this is another one. Coach, tuition for the best YouTube sh show on YouTube. All right, appreciate that. Coach, I went to the dark side, and you were right. Also came back from abroad, and the girls are on TikTok IG playing like five dudes. Then focus on your work and listen to CGA. Shout out to you. Uh, listen, the message is here, man. We're not selling you a pipe dream. We're not telling you as soon as you touch down in a certain place, all the hoes going to be piling on you, and they're going to be loving on you, and they're going to be ready to marry you. We, we're not selling you a dream. Listen, it could happen most of the time. It, it's not going to be exactly like that. We're not selling you a pipe dream. We're, we're selling you what's real. Okay, the dark side is wide open. I know people don't want it, uh, but sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. I think if we're led by our loins and we're telling people that your loins are going to be, um, your, your loins are going to be taken care of by doing something like this running game and trying to go over here and flying over there, getting it. I think we're leading men the wrong way. We're, le we're letting them lead in reverse. I know American women are trash. Listen, <laughs> don't get me wrong. American women aren't all that. American women are overrated. I, I get it. I'm a, I'm, we're all in agreement. American women are toxic. They're entitled. It's despicable. A lot of them are overweight. All right, listen. A lot of them, especially if you live in the American South, in the Midwest. All right, you got couch cows and snow cows. And I mean, listen, it's despicable. It's, it's, it's disgusting. I'm not telling you to stay here. But what I'm telling you is it's wide open now. It ain't like it used to be. 
And um, times have changed, man. Yes, they're broke. All right, so let's tell you what the blue chip mindset is all about. We'll tell you what the blue chip mindset is all about. I took this phrase from the lexicon, blue chip. In America, blue chip represents, in poker at least, it represents the highest value chip in the classic three-color poker uh, chip set. It had the highest value, which was 10 in the blue chip. So they had red and white. But now in, in Vegas, you will see all color chips now. But the blue chip in our American lexicon is known as a high value chip. So if you will, it's a high value man cops concept. But they, they have a lot more things included in it. It's just not you. It represents you and your family, meaning your immediate family, your brothers, your sisters, your mother. Also, your children, if you have them, your wife and your ex-wives, if you have them. Everybody should be in this blue chip mindset. Unfortunately, people are in a selfish mindset. People are hijacking and, and holding kids hostage and taking people to the family court and all of these crazy things. And uh, oftentimes they're disrupting their family. They're setting their family back due to selfishness. The people who are thriving in this country are often blue chip minded. They send their kids to the proper school. They, they stay on path. They stay on focus, despite the fact that the relationship works out or not. If they produce children, they make sure that the children have the best opportunities that they can instead of saying, I'm a, I want the kids and you don't get that. Nobody does that. Even if their families are messed up, as you call it, uh, they used to have a phrase about these families being messed up. They used to call it a, um, I can't remember what they call it. But anyway, they still make sure that their kids stay out of the lane of lower middle class in the poverty. A lot of people will choose struggle. They will receive struggle and complain about struggle. All right. But in this situation here, you got blue chip right here in the lexicon again, blue chip reputation related to schools, Ivies and all Ivies. They'll make sure their kids get into these situations. Here's another blue chip phrase in the lexicon, the blue chip ratio. I have to, I have to actually present this every week because people are like, what is the blue chip? Blue chip ratio uh, related to recruiting. They related to the five, four and five star recruits as blue chip recruits. There was actually a movie called Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal. So this blue chip mindset, this is where it comes from. This is where the phrase comes from. Blue chip. All right. And uh, the blue chippers don't care about you struggling straggles. The blue chips do not care about struggling straggles. They don't care about your racial identity problems. They don't care about your insecurities. They don't care about the Mickey Mouse issues that set men back. You know, women can care about these situations. You know, my hair and my natural and I want to wear my natural while I'm working, plugging my way away in my cubicle. Uh, people that really are in power, they don't care about this bullshit. They're like, man, whoop, just anyway, let me lock you in a closet. All right. Uh, social issues. A lot of people, uh, uh, young men, you care too much about social issues. Way too much. All right. Especially about politics. And you guys are broke. Um, you know, most of the things that you've learned about people who have done just devious things to you uh, have been taught by people who have chosen the struggle. Self-inflicted wounds. Okay, we phrase history in a weird way because we use, you know, social issues kind of related to economics and classism and racism. In my book, chapter three, I tell you to eliminate all of those ideas and you will your, your shoulders will lighten. All right. I know people want me to care about those issues. I could care almost less about it. And because I know most of the wounds that we have are either self-inflicted or our own people cause the wounds. Okay, we phrase history in a, a phenomenal way. You know, you know, just take Native Americans for a second. Native Americans are kind of always framed as they were just nice sitting over here in this great land of ours. You know, just sitting over here smoking peace pipes and chilling. 
They never had territorial wars. They never had savage wars. They never had, they never killed another Native American for all you know. They never had disease, drought, or famine. They had never had economic issues. They were just sitting over here chilling till the Europeans came and spread disease and start annihilating them. And now the European is the big bad wolf. But we know that to not be true. Once you do a little bit of history, they used to scalp a whole bunch of people. They used to come and conquer territories. They had tremendous savagery wars, okay, against each other and so forth and so on. So you could go and take that across racial lines. The Europeans all hate each other, constantly at war, constantly at war with each other. And then people have used people for nefarious reasons. Uh, they caught you slipping and lacking. You thought you were in a utopia until some big bad wolf came over there and they say, we're going to use these people and subjugate them and slave them. And these people often look just like you. There were tribal wars all through Africa, but we all want to forget all that. And we all, we all want to act like the European came over there and just subjugated us, sent her over, over on a boat. And uh, we've never done any dirt to ourselves. Guys, most of the dirt that we've done has either been self-inflicted or our own people did it. And I want you to understand that before you get riled up about any social or racial issues as a young man. Listen, let me tell you something. I used to be a pro-blackity black. I used to be one of them chip on my shoulder, Tupac, the police gonna get me. Uh, we need to know our history type. I used to be that guy. When I was like 17, 18, I walked around angry, chip on my shoulder. Until I realized the people who I need to be more scared about probably look just like me. All right, they'll they're probably do you know what I mean? I started realizing, damn, I'm in a I'm in this neighborhood, probably gonna get jacked. The people who have said the most negative things about me probably weren't people that did not look like me, were people who looked like me. It's weird. And I think once you realize that, once you wake up and you go, Oh, wait a minute. I'm worried about the wrong things. Look at my book, chapter three. Don't box yourself in. You will realize you're going to waste a tremendous amount of time on those issues. And I want men to not live their life in reverse. When you get 40 and 50 politics, social issues, you probably could deal with them a little bit better because you have your head on your shoulders and experience. But when in reality, in reality, you're not prepared to deal with it because you're obviously going to take the path of least resistance where you can blame the mysterious man over here. The man's doing this. No. No, you're doing it. <laughs> okay, you're doing it to yourself. People aren't down with this message. All right, people aren't down with this message. You're not ready to blame yourself. You're not ready to take accountability. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what, you know who probably set you back more than anything? Your mama. Your mama probably set you back more than anybody in the history of planet Earth in your whole life experience. All right, especially if she was a single mother. Now, my single mother did great things for me, and she always made great sacrifices for me. A lot of women do make great sacrifices for their male children. But your mama probably did way more disservice to you uh, than anything. All right, set you back years. You missed tremendous opportunities because she might have been a selfish, toxic baby mama terrorist. All right, and she, tried, she hated your father more than she loved you. Uh, you know who else did? some other nefarious things to you women that you've been fornicating with mm. <laughs> you're women that you fornicate with you probably been distracted I've, I've i've lost years being distracted by baby mama terrorism and you know whose fault that is not her fault it's my fault mm. my fault you know what i mean so anyway what do we got we got the first part of the stream right here.
Oh, yes. The first part of the stream. Let's talk about scavengers. Let's talk about scavengers. I got a little thing here. Let me see. Do I have a graph? Where's my scavengers? Oh, did I delete it? Oh, man. I had a great thing about scavengers. Wait a minute. Where did it go? I took it down. Oh, crap. All right. Anyway, we'll come back to scavengers in a minute. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. There's plenty of videos like this. Fair use. This video is called Kensington Avenue. Um, I want you to take a look at this is America. This is America. Uh, the reason why I'm talking about this, the point that I want to make is I want to look at, take a look at the amount of men and women that are on these streets. There's, there's video, wait, there's videos of this in many major metropolises that are going to turn into Gotham City at some particular point. I want you to look at the sedated men. This is the point of today's, uh, this, this point of this stream today, the sedated man. We can expect women to make life choices like this. Of course, people were saying, where are all the homeless women? Where is, when is winter coming? All right. And all of these things. When is the barbarian hitting the gate? These hoes winning. All right. You're going to see a lot of hoes winning out here. And you're going to see a lot of sedated men. We're going to get to that point. Let's walk down the street here. Fair use. As you can see, straggle daggles just about everywhere of all races. Straggle daggles aren't just uh, Ku Klux quiches. Let's turn that down just a little bit. Uh, this is in New York. Um, this is representative of my man. My man was on steroids. He wasn't on drugs. There, there you go right there. All right, so let's skip a little bit forward here, right about here. Look at the zombies. This dude's shooting up right now. Is This, this is New York. I think this is New York. New York, New York. All right, and look at these people shooting up. They gone. Why are they pausing like this, bruh? Like they... <laughs> They stuck. It's like they it's like they scripted this. All right. I see a lot of homeless women out here, bro. When is why are these hoes winning? <laughs> Look at these the sedated men. Look at that man right there. Absolutely sedated. Men are choosing this life. Of course, they're gonna blame the white man and everybody else that they can. All right. The Mexican, the American man. Here's a here's a I can't tell who that man is. He looked like he was Puerto Rican. All right. I see a lot of hoes out here. All right, let's go ahead and skip forward. I got to skip forward because there's actually some classic clips. He's walking down the street here. Uh, there's another one. A lot of a group of homeless women and men. Damn, he paused. You talk about pause. There's a couple of women there. That might be the same woman here. There's a couple of people here. All right, this is in America right here. All right, we're going to go down here. There looks to be like a police officer or something there. Or yeah, there definitely is a police officer. There's some brothers, sedated brothers there. There's a sister, Straggle Rock. She's she's gone. There's one laid out in the street and one police officer. I don't know, man. Uh, here's another. Here's a here's a Kaylee. Here's a Kaylee. Looks like she got the syringe in her mouth. She about to shoot up right now, bruh. All right. She got the syringe in her mouth. Oh, these hoes winning. That might be a trainee. Look at this dude right here. He done glitched. He glitched. <laughs> There's Ku Klux Keisha. Is this Philly? Is this Philly? Here's Keisha. All these hoes winning out here. Where are all the homeless women at, coach? I thought you said they was going to be losing to getting evicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and go a little bit forward. There's another one. There's a Kaylee. And she about to shoot up. She already been out in these streets in a minute. In these streets. Uh, let's move forward just a little bit. Here's one right here. These guys are going to be fresh. All right. Fresh. They're going to be out in these streets in a minute. Let's go down a little bit more forward here. 
And uh, yeah, man, it's all bad, man. It's all bad. You got mental illness. You got drugs. There's another Kaylee right there walking these streets. Zombies. Streets. She probably selling peace lead. All right, man, it's all bad, man. This is America. The sedated man. A lot of men out here, sedated men. All right, there's a Keisha. Oh, here's a group of women here. There's going to be a group. There's one. Here comes one. There's two, three, four. Why they all pause like that? What are they on? They all looking down. They always looking down. What's down there? Here's another one with a brother. There's two with a brother. I bet you he pimping. America. This is the land. All right, let's go a little bit more forward here. You're going to see a little bit more here. Why am I showing you this? The sedated man. Here's a group. Okay, these hoes winning, right? They winning, right? I don't see no homeless women, coach. What you talking about? I don't see these. I don't see the barbarian hitting the gate. What you talking about? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of them right there, all clumped up. See, when they hide, they go down to where the zombies go. They're not out in your neighborhood homeless. They're not out in the front street. They go to where the zombie go. Here come right here. She's shooting up right there. There's a sedated brother right here. He gone. Uh, let's see right here. Here's another group right here. There's one more. Oh, they ordering up. I don't even know why you would go shopping in this area. All right. I wouldn't eat no food around this area. I'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. All right. So there you go right there, man. Fair use for that particular clip. Um, This is what happens to the sedated man. Let me give you a couple of points on the sedated man uh, that you guys got to watch out. Uh, 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 you could easily end up in that position. Guys, I ended up uh, living in my car at one particular point based on my lifestyle choices. And here's the, here's the decision. Here's the decision that they make. A lot of you guys are distracted with life. Remember I told you. A lot of us have a lot of things that we want to accomplish, but we want it today. But that's unfortunately, that's not how life works as men. So the first distraction that you have that you have to overcome is this right here. Okay, not that video again. It's going to be this right here. Right here. All right, the testosterone levels in young men. So when you're 25, you're hyped up on testosterone. You're going to be distracted. You're going to want to get your get your jollies off. You're going to want it. And a lot of times because you're a scavenger, you will take the shortcut and settle for low hanging fruit. Okay. Which is going to depress you over time. I know you guys are nasty boys, but you're going to be depressed over time, constantly feeding off the carcasses of low hanging fruit. Not only that, you're going to feel a sense of accomplishment, believing that you're accomplishing something, but you're accomplishing nothing. Okay. You're accomplishing getting the nut. But a lot of times you're being distracted trying to manage and maintain these relationships. Oftentimes, the person who is probably lower hanging fruit than you, you will get them to get. They'll say, I want to see you every day. And then you'll be bumped off your purpose by somebody who is a low hanging fruit carcass. But this is the main distraction that you have to deal with. All right. We've been dealing with this for a long time. Believe me, a lot of men have tried to overcome this. Are women a distraction? Yes. Let me show you a story. Let me tell you a story. All right. This is what coach does around here. I'm going to tell you a story. Here's the story right here. Uh, women have always been sort of a distraction. And in Greek mythology, they had the siren. The siren. I've always told you about this story. The sirens were a, um, were a creature 
in Greek mythology that was something like a, a, a hybrid of a bird with a woman's head on it. And their great thing that they did was distract men through voice, through sound. And it says right here, sirens were creatures from Greek mythology, which enticed sailors to their destruction with their irresistibly, uh, irresistibly beautiful singing. Okay. Now we see these type of destructions, uh, uh, distractions ourselves with Instagram. Instagram, Instagram modeling, uh, OnlyFans, uh, you know, our access to be able to get prawn and call it up. And so we always experience the siren. Their most famous appearance in literature is in Homer's Odyssey, uh, where the hero, and I always say his name wrong, Odysseus, Odysseus. It says right here, on his long voyage home followed, following the Trojan War, successfully escaped their enchanting call. The sirens were hybrid creatures with the body of a bird and the head of a woman, sometimes also with human arms. One tradition states that their origin companion as wait, one tradition states their origin as companions of Parasiphone. I can't even pronounce all of that. Hold on, let me make this larger so I can read it. And failing to present prevent her rape, they, they were transformed into sirens as punishment. Historically, the creatures is of Eastern origin and came to Greece during the uh, orientalizing period of Greek art. The sirens had beautiful singing voices and were gifted lyric players. So wonderful were their music talents that it was said that they could even calm the winds. Perhaps a little overconfident in their gifts, the sirens once even challenged the muses to a musical competition, but alas, without success. Here's another important part right here. According to Homer, the sirens lived on the island near uh, Cycla, and I can't pronounce all of that, but here's where it is. Here they awaited passing ships and with their lovely music enticed sailors to their doom. All right. Here they awaited passing ships and with their lovely music enticed sailors to their doom. Indeed, the meadows of the Sirens' homeland, island, were said to have been perpetually layered with the rotting corpses of their hapless victims. All right, layered with the rotting corpses of their hapless victims. Homer mentioned only two Sirens, while later writing often described three. Their passage, sorry, their parentages, all right, is variously described and they descent from okay i can't read all that shit <laughs> all right i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying all right last one look at all these greek names with all these vowels i ain't pronouncing all that shit one of the most famous stories is the sirens attempting to lure odysseus and his crew as they passed on their home voyage to ithaca following the trojan war the great Greek hero was already renowned for his quick wit and planning, and he proved to be a much more difficult catch than the sirens' usual victims. Advised by Cirque, the hero had himself tied to he he had himself tied to the ship's mast so they could hear the sirens' beautiful song and not be tempted to land while the rest of the crew were made immune by blocking their ears with wax so they can safely sail out of the harm's way okay shout out to the greeks and all them damn vowels so 
the point of this particular story is that coach can't read. All right, coach can't read Greek. But in this situation here, he knew that the distraction were the young women, the young women with the beautiful voices, the young women with the nice titties. Have you ever got on Instagram? And I literally sit here, I go on my Instagram, and there's a suggestion box. Okay, there was a suggestion box of suggested videos. And for some reason, there's always titties and ass, right? And it's always some woman doing something like this. And I'm like, what are they, what is going on? Or she's always shaking her booty or she's just walking and there's titties. Now, obviously, you're going to click on it. You're like, oh, my God. Because you're a guy and you're like, I got to see this. And the more you click on it, the more they suggest. So then you get caught in this circle of, wow, I'm keep looking at titties and ass, titties and ass. Um, and, uh, and, and you get caught in this distraction. So when I talk about the sedated man, we talk about the sirens. The sirens were the call of the woman with their beautiful voice. There's no longer a call of the woman with their beautiful voice. Now it's the imagery of the beauty. And now many women just show themselves walking, show themselves jiggling their titties, and you will get distracted by this. Sometimes you got to close your Instagram. Because a lot of times, a lot of these people are going to uh, distract you from life. The sedated man. You got testosterone to deal with. You got the sirens to deal with. You got social media to deal with. Prawn, easily being able to call up. You got celebrity that you're distracted by. Celebrities are some of the dumbest people on earth. I don't know. I grew up in Southern California, so I saw a lot of people that wanted to become celebrities. And I saw a couple of people that became celebrities. And I saw where they came from. These people are not intelligent human beings. However, they are paid to spout off certain opinions that you believe in. Okay? Where is it at here? Play my clip. announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. But all of a sudden, the celebrities get quiet when they're proven to be wrong. And they go about their business. Basketball players, football, uh, acting, music. You guys are distracted by celebrities. Like, my pop culture is so bad now, I don't know who's who. I can't really tell who's who half the time. So I actually have to, I'm not even distracted by celebrity as much. Even my favorite football team, I'd be like, I don't even know who all the players are. I'm not that wrapped up into their celebrity. But a lot of people are enticed and distracted by celebrity. They're young, they're famous, they're rich, and some of them are talented. And we see that as a path of getting out of our situation. That might be the only path. A lot of there's there's a lot of guys who were raised in um, horrible situations, and celebrity is their only path out. I'm going to encourage you guys to understand that that's not so. Even though you think I'm a celebrity, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a plain and average man. But for you guys, celebrity is not your only path out. There's other ways that you can get, get out of the situation right there. So we got that. We got testosterone. We got sirens. We got IG, social media. We got celebrity. We also got focusing on social issues too young. We talked about that as well. All right. Forget about that. Get, give up that whole racial thing, that whole economic classism, class warfare. Yes. You can still get a piece of the pie. The window's closing, though. All right. The window's closing the more you deal with this situation. All right. Being self-medicated. Self-medicated. You guys are self-medicating so much, all right? So we have parents medicating you at a young age, giving you all kind of ADHD, drugs, Ritalin, all right? You walking around in a uh, pharmaceutical stupor before you even became an adult. 
So your parents did that to you. Again, your, your mothers and your single mothers have did you in more than anybody. And as a result, you became addicted down the line. So the self-medication is not limited to alcohol. We got weed, marijuana use, which is a way to lower your, it, it lowers your ability to push forward through issues, right? So some people want to de-stress. I often don't want to be de-stressed. I want to be high strung. <laughs> to the point of my high blood pressure and heart attack, which I get my stuff. I manage my stuff. I want to be, as they would say, uptight. I do, I do better uptight than relaxed. All right. As I'm if I'm set, if I'm sedated, I don't push forward through things. All right. So a lot of times you do get that that self-medication through pornography. Um, again, through drug, drug usage, alcohol usage, and so forth and so on. You actually lower yourself and you are you're easily conquerable. All right. In that situation. So if you're indulging in self-medication, you're a distracted, sedated man. And it's going to be hard for you to push through issues. I, I find it ironic that people who self-medicate always complaining about the system. <laughs> I'll be sitting there like, wait a minute, you're self-medicating right now. And you're talking about this and that. They always got some shit to say. All right. Oh, this is keeping us down. And do you know this and that? And I see you self-medicating. I mean, to me, I'm like, that's an oxymoron. All right. That's an oxymoron. You can't be hotep. You can't be woke and self-medicating. You can't be complaining about the system and self-medicating in any way. So stay away from those things. Also, food, what are you consuming? What are you consuming? All right, let me see a couple more uh, points here. Okay, so yeah, you have no philosophy in life. Everything's dictated on what everybody else does other than what you're doing. You're not centered in life. Uh, you're either overly chasing women, right? The chasing women thing to me is, got guys, again, living your life in reverse. Chasing women when you have nothing is dumb. I Man, I did it. I wasted years. I wasted minutes, hours. I wasted opportunities. I lost opportunity costs. Chasing women is dumb. It's a waste of time. Sure, you're going to catch a couple. You're not, not going to catch the couple that you want. You're not. Every now and then, you're going to luck up. Most of the time, you're going to settle. Most times you're going to self-medicate with subpar women. It's a waste of time. I know people want to keep arguing with me. And I, it's a complete waste. Even to the point of having a rotation, which I believe rotations are good for men. It's probably your most nat natural state. But when you have a rotation and your life is in disorder or chaos, you're, you're living life in reverse. You can't keep doing that. You're going to ruin your life. You're going to wreck your life. And you're going to find out low-hanging fruit are going to be major distractions in your life. I want you to take a picture. I want you to take a picture of all the women that you fornicated with. <laughs> and then look at that picture. Like, you can do this on your phone right now. Just, just screenshot. Go back to your dating apps. Screenshot them. Some of you probably do this. Save it in a folder, an image folder on your iPhone. And then five years from now, I guarantee you, you'll be in the same financial position. Five years from now, go back and look at that folder. And look at all the women you fornicated with or attempted to fornicate with. You'll be, dis you'll be disgusted at what's in there. All right, let's just say 
you said, I will not chase anymore, but you still screenshot the women that you've attempted to fornicate with and you for now when you have money. I got money. I want you to, as a man, you've you worked yourself up, you worked yourself out of the situation. Go back and look. Go back and look at who those people are yesterday when you screwed them and today where they are right now. I don't want to hear the bullshit. You ain't going to have a book full of models in there. You're going to have a bust. A bu You're going to have women with double and triple chins. Older women. It's going to be a disaster. Everybody. There's always that one guy. Speak for yourself. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Now, we don't, we don't do that over here. <laughs> we don't do that over here. I showed you the graph of uh, the, uh, the level of attractiveness. We showed you the bell-shaped curve of attractiveness. The numbers don't add up, gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the numbers do not add up. When it comes to attractiveness, uh, women, women and men of attractiveness, there's not that many. I know it's all, oh, it's subjective. No, it, no, 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 no. We're not going to play that. If we're using the beauty scale, there's not that many attractive people. <laughs> so most of us are with average to below average people because that's the majority of people. With that being said, look back at your portfolio of conquered women. You're probably going to say, I wish I never banged half of them, at least 60% of them. So that's what I'm saying on this one, especially when you're young. All right, because you're, you're young guys are going to be like, yeah, I'm banging cougars. Okay, pull up them cougars pictures now. Wait 10 years and pull them cougars pictures up. You're going to look and say, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? So that's the real. We kick the real over here. We don't kick that fantasy bullshit. Even some of your best dating coaches, I want you to look at their women right now. Tell, tell, tell you to fax over a fax machine because they're all old men. Hey, dating coach, I know you say you bang hot chicks. Can you fax over a picture of your current girlfriend? They're going to be like, well, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about, hey, listen, y'all putting people's names in there. And that's going to tell you everything that you know. That's going to tell you everything that you need to know. They ain't got, they, they, they ain't got nothing to write home about. And you're going to feel like, damn, wait, wait. I was doing all this for what? I listened to you for what? So don't get distracted. Let me do a couple more points and let's get in here. All right. Um, scavengers. The definition of a scavenger. Anybody knows what a scavenger animal is? I, I've had this pulled up. Examples of, here we go, scavenger animals. Anybody can give me some examples of what a scavenger animal is? My air conditioning turned off. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple here. I'll give you a couple here. Just so you know, because we teach over here. We teach. There's a list here. But uh, we were talking about the, the, the type of women that you date and the type of scraps that you guys are eating instead of getting ahead of yourself. Let's give you a let's give you an example of scavenger animals. You guys are living like scavengers and celebrating on the weekend, conquering these scav. You're you're a scavenger, and you're conquering the dead carcasses of women, the dead carcasses of life, the dead carcasses of employment. Here's the scavenger animals here: vulture. Just some of you guys are vultures out here. The coyote, 
I got I live on the West Coast. Coyotes everywhere, Sean. Coyotes jump in your backyard and snatch your dog or cat. And they celebrate out there. <laughs> hyenas. Hyenas mostly wait for the lion to kill. And then they come in and then they try to strip the, the lion of their kill. Or they get the lion's leftovers, the jackal. It's kind of like a coyote. Bottle flies, who cares about that? Piranhas, didn't realize piranhas were scavengers. Crabs, crabs in the bucket. Ravens. I didn't realize the eagle was a scavenger. Uh, the wolf. Bears, uh, there's another scavenger here. Boodles, we used to call beetles boodles back in the day. The lobster, bottom feed them at bottom feeder lobster, bottom feeder lobsters. You guys eat them shellfish, shellfish or bottom feeders. You ever you ever get a shellfish and you you about to eat it and you want to clean it? You know, it ain't clean. You open up it and you're like, oh, I can't wait. And you open up the shell and you see that you see that disgusting uh poop, poop vein. What is that? <laughs> Shrimp, you open up the shrimp and you see that shit all in your shrimp. He said it's not clean, period, coach. Yeah, or you open up uh what it what is it called? Um 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 crawfish. Crawfish, you open it up. Ah, you rip the head off, suck the nasty ass juice. Oh, open it up, it's shit everywhere. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, what is this shit? All right, that's what you're eating. You're eating, you're eating poop. You're eating shellfish poop. It's okay, though. You bottom feeders. You're a bottom feeder. And you celebrating eating crawfish and shrimp. Yeah, what do they call it? The alamino cavity, alimentral cavity? Yeah, you poop eaters in that vein. He poop. <laughs> All right, what else is a bottom feeder scavenger? Slugs. They didn't have ladies on there, though. What is it? <laughs> he said it's a sin. Uh, it, one, one thing that you have to understand is that you're either the predator or you're the scavenger. See, the scavenger produces nothing. The scavenger just leeches on you. The scavenger is a consumer. The scavenger celebrates eating the kill of other people. That's what the scavenger does. And then the scavenger ends up having to be a parasite at the end, scrambling, getting up the scrapes of everything else. Men, there's too many men that are scavengers, sedated men out here. An animal that feeds on refuge and others decay, decaying organic matter. When you're out here slaying away on tender, you're eating off the carcasses of dead, uh, of, of Chad's past women. Okay. A, pred a predator's pr producer protects. It actually has a plan. It actually, it actually evolves over time. A predator evolves over time with defense mechanisms, with uh, with with ability to protect. Like a pre a predator will protect their offspring and have a nest way up high. A scavenger won't. A scavenger just has the kids and just poops everywhere and produces and just goes on about its business, trying to uh, survive itself. A lot of people in America are scavengers, so we got to get out of the scavenger mindset. All right, we're gonna get to some super chats right now. He says everybody has a past. Everybody has a past. <laughs> Terrible analogy. Scavenger ass. All right. It's okay. You guys do feed off the roadkill. You guys are roadkill eaters. All right. And you celebrate every weekend. 
look, coach, man, I bang in these guys. Okay. Let's go to Venmo. No government name. Already got these two brothers right here. Shout out to you, brothers. All right, I got Venmo taken care of today. We're going to go over to PayPal. Oh, they won't let me in. PayPal won't let me in. They done locked me out already. Don't try to play me out, PayPal. Okay. We got, um, let me see. I can't say his government name here. Who is this? ETC, ready to work. Good morning, coach and the coach gang. Pray for me to get on the money mindset. The $50 level to get the real gang. No more fat nasties for me. All right, shout out to you. That belly deli don't work the same. We got almost 20,000 people in here. We're going to have to get the 10,000 likes. So after this, I'm going to play that belly deli. Um, I actually had to get away from banging low-hanging fruit. All right, I told you about this. I told you about my story. More dating coaches need to tell you about these stories. All right, because many of us have celebrated these things and then often felt bad about ourselves. But... um. I had to get to the point where, I, you know, you go through a monk mode period or you actually say, I'm going to just not hang out there anymore. Uh, uh, when you do that and you come out, if you actually actually make something better of yourself during that time, when you go back, you'll never be able to go back. All right. So I do see, hear a lot of scavenger guys, all milfs and cougars and all that stuff. And I know, listen, I've been there with those milfs and cougars. They're cool and all, but they're not. If, if they were all of that, you would keep her. Right. You would you would want to be with her for a long time. I see you guys often say, well, you know, once post nut clarity hit, you throw them to the side. Well, they're worthless. Then they weren't worth anything. Once you get on your grind, you will not go back to those people. All right. They just won't. They just won't cut it. And it's OK, but everybody has preferences. But I think oftentimes what you have is a fetish or lust. And most of your fetishes or lust are set to your 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 reality level you're like well this is all i can get so this is where i'm going to get into and you'll find yourself looking at prawn with low hanging uh low hanging fruit now just trust me if you still like that person and you've reached an economic level you could buy them <laughs> you could buy them on the side treat them like trash and just discard them you know Grease Man, Texas, you and Pastor Dowell are the real MVPs. Been following you for two years and the pastor for a year. Even at 52, I'm still learning something new in all aspects of life. Never stop growing mentally and spiritually, guys. The minute you become content and stop soaking knowledge is the minute you have died. Yep. And us older men have been humbled. All right. Uh, us older men have definitely been humbled. Uh, and so older men tend to continue to try to learn. Younger men haven't been humbled yet. And you still think that, oh, these old heads don't know what they're talking about. You're going to get humbled. Life is going to humble you. Life is one of those things that do not take it lightly. Life at any minute can stop and shake you off like a dog shakes off leaves or water or whatever it shakes off. Life can, life can take your life like that, just like that. And then all of a sudden, you're looking back going, what happened? Life, life is a marathon, not a sprint, but life, life is fast, all right? Between the years of 18 to 40, life goes like that. Now, once you're there, it tends to go slow, but the days go by pretty quickly. But life is a marathon, not a sprint. I hope I'm making sense there. Uh, Moose Hefner says, Coach Tech Lee gave you an awesome shout out and showed you speaking about prenups and divorce. He admittedly said that all relationships will come to an end. He has taken the Crimson Capsule. Shout out to Moose Hefner. Shout out to Tech Lead. 
on this one. Uh, guys, uh, if I had it to do all over, uh, one of the most critical mistakes were was getting married and the ideal of love. Now, of course, yes, it didn't work out for me. It could work out for you. Statistically, it won't. Okay, I'm just, I'm just telling you, statistically, it won't. With that being said, if it statistically won't work out for you, why won't you protect yourself? Okay? Like, you have a 99% chance of not getting a woman pregnant, but that doesn't stop you from slipping on the condom. So it will be the same thing. You, you have a low chance of getting her knocked uh, with the con- but you guys slip on the condom. But the same thing with relationships. Most relationships are going to end, bro. Why won't you protect yourself? And why are you mad at guys that say, hey, these are the data, protect yourself. You get mad because you think that, you know, you think that I'm telling you love doesn't exist for you. No, it, it could work out for you for a minute. But just go protect yourself. Put the, put the love condom on. Shout out to Chairman Mo. Sorry about my message cutting off there. My VPN is not working well. Anyways, thank you, Coach. Without you, I would not have never had the balls and information to have discussed that discussion with my mom and my brother regarding my brother's engagement. Coach Gang, do not be afraid to use the coach's teachings. And he says, I don't know what will happen in the future. None of us know, but we are prepared in any case of the praying mantis. And as for the rest, it is up to Chiefs. Long live the coach and the coach gang and the free agent lifestyle. Use whatever sound effect fits the story. I'm going to give you a round of applause. I mean, I've made some mistakes in my life. I mean, but the, the idea that I didn't protect myself and anticipate what would happen in the event of a long-term relationship, a cohabitation in the marriage, I, I kick myself. I go, damn, I, I should have known. I knew better then. Actually knew better. People think that my philosophy arrived after my divorce and it didn't. I actually knew these things going in. I had a feeling I was like, Oh shit. All right, let me go roll the dice. And then it was like, um, <clears throat> Philip says, coach, I agree. Disagree with you on weed. Yes, it does stall your drive, but some of us are walking around stressed. Uh, he says, but some of us walking around stressed is dangerous. It could be. There's, there's such thing as good stress and bad stress, just like there's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. So if you look up stress, if I'm not mistaken, I took a psychology class. Child, no, not child psychology. It was sports psychology. Let me see if I can look this up. If I'm not mistaken, let me see if I can. Um, Here it is right here. I know what you're saying. I'm not, I, listen, I know the weed heads be like mad at me when I tell them about sedating themselves they'd be like it's not sedating well it is but it is but here's where here where stress is actually good for you when stress is good for you the difference between good stress and bad stress and uh the psychologists say that there's a, a good stress is referred to as you stress it's the type of stress when you feel when you're excited our pulse quickens and our hormones surge but there's no threat or fear we feel this type of stress when we ride a roller coaster compete for a promotion or go on a first date, there are many triggers. Uh, there are many triggers for this good stress, and it keeps us feeling alive and excited about life. It says another type of stress is acute stress here. It, it, it comes from quick surprises that needs a response. So there are kind of good stresses and bad stresses, right? And they, they talk about this. If you guys want to read this article here, and I didn't prepare for this, 
So um, so I, I can't go in on it, but um, oh, you guys can't see it. It's small. But not all stress is bad. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we self-medicate when we feel excited, when we feel adrenaline, we feel like, oh man, we're competing. And so, or you feel yourself, oh, I got to get this done. Well, that's good stress. That's good stress. That's, that's before it's actually going to uh, disable you. So not all stress is bad stress. You know what I mean? So anyway, not, I mean, I'm saying a lot of, I'm saying a lot of filler statements today. All right. And you know what I mean? And I hate that about my speech. It's not good speech. So I apologize for my presentation today. It is not up to scale. The smokers want any excuse to smoke. Look, man, if you're, what, what is that called? That vape pen? All right. All of y'all Britney Griners out here. I'll be like stress. Stress. <laughs> I've never done that because I know it's going to set me back. Shout out to, um, I think this is Rusted Junk. The Scavengers ride, wait, the Scavengers, the Scavenger rides his Escalade DNC donkey and chants tax the rich while wearing Jordans on his way to bang a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. Play me the troll song. Wow. Relax. <laughs> right? Don't go so hard. On these guys, yes, man. Uh, they hate capitalism, but they want to be an entrepreneur. Down with capitalism. How can I make money? Coach, how can I get ahead in life? You support capitalism. You guys are walking around here looking like a walking billboard. Stop it. We need to stop this. All right, shout out to, uh, we got a couple more here. I can't remember what name you wanted me to call you, but we're going to call you J.H. T in the building, morning coffee coach. Where we got it, Elijah Bryant. Hey, coach, is Larry Bird walking through that door? Hold up. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Oh, yes, they are going to be gray and old. All right, shout out to Baker. Thanks for changing my broke mindset CGA for life. It starts with changing the broke mindset. All right. And not all of us are going to be rich, right? Life's a marathon, not a sprint, but we can be rich in things, rich in quality of life. Um, you can be rich financially. You can be rich in quality people being in your life. You can be rich in automobiles if that's what you're going to be rich in, but not all of us are going to be financially rich, but we can change our mindset and stop doing the things that are sedating us, hampering us, keep up, keeping us in our place. Aaron, true. I flew to Asia and opened a call center. He says, "Make the money first. Women will always be there. They're always gonna be there." He says, "Kissington, Kissington is in Philadelphia, bro. That's my city." All right, shout out to Kissington. That's Philadelphia. Oh, oh, shout out to you, uh, guys. Have you ever? We're just talking to the young guys here. Have you ever been like, man, I had a girl, um. Older guys, I had a girl, I missed out on her. I never got another quality woman like that woman. All right, she's forever in my past. I'll never get her back. Older guys, have you ever said some shit like that? Have you ever said, I missed out on that one? I'll never get, <laughs> I'll never get a lot, another one like that. All right, but sometimes you'll get another one just like that, just as much. Okay. Many of the, these women that are that girl, 
you were like 19, 20, 21, 22. You were very young. And that girl was very young and she was pure. And you were like, oh, God, I remember her. I like the way she combed her hair. I like the stylish clothes she wore. And it was just the little thing she did that made me want to get with hid. Pause. It was the puppy love stage. You were like, and the reason why you hearken back on that woman today is because you did not pipe her down. You didn't get between her legs. And it was pure, and she smiled at you, and you sat around. Remember, you used to sit around with women and not get have sex with them? Generation X knows what I mean. <laughs> Generation X. What's up, Red Scenes? The Blues is in the building. Go check out his channel. He does good content. The only, the only reason why you hearken back, back to that woman is because you didn't, you didn't get no peace leave from her. And everything was nice. And you guys used to sit there all day. Oh, my goodness. You're ready to make your move. You're enjoying the conversation. Well, she's enjoying it. You smelled her. Oh, shit. <clears throat> She smelled like coconut oil or some, some jazzy hairspray or something like that. She smelled like peaches and cream. Oh, my God. I, I just want to be with her. I just want to be with you. Oh, man, it was pure back then. You know what I mean? Like for us old heads, the millennials and all that, it was so pure. You used to listen to Usher. You don't have to call. It's okay, girl, because I'm going to be all right tonight. You don't have to call. Yep, used to watch TV shows. <laughs> used to watch movies with her. I'm going to want to touch her breast. Her breast was all sitting up all perky. All right, you was like, oh, my God. You were waiting for your little brother and sister to leave. You were waiting for your mama to go to sleep so you can make your move. Yeah, hey, man. Smelling like cocoa butter and all that. <laughs> Talk about SWVO repeat. Oh, man. You used to be like. <sighs> yeah. That, that, that right there, bro. <laughs> That's gone. That's the only woman you harken back on because you need to split her because you, you ain't split her and opened her up. I, bar I guarantee you if you opened her up, that'll all go away. You'd be like, yeah, I had her. You was like, look, her up and down, said, hmm, I'll take her. Then you would have smelled the real. It would have been, whoo, she would have opened up the room. It would have smelled like a catfish factory. You would have been like, oh, her level would have went down. You'd have been like, girl, is that you? Yeah, you would have been like, okay, she's just a regular average human being. And you would have put her back in her category. You would have, You would have seen her for who she was. Now... You look back and you never had that woman before. So that's what happens. You get that one-itis for that woman. At some particular point, as a man, you'll grow. You'll be able to come back to her. You'll be able to come back to her and one just like her. And then you'll have her. You'll split her in two. And then just realize it's just another woman. Mm. <laughs> just another woman. You missed nothing. All right, where are we at here? We got cash apps. Mr. Cordova says buying a house and not putting it under the straggles name. All right, this is all stuff that men do, and you regret it in the end. 
you you're gonna regret it. When I tell you to buy a house, okay, before you find the woman, build your nest first. I know this is up against conventional wisdom because you're gonna get in your apartment, you're in her apartment, she's gonna move in with you, and then she's gonna say, We need a bigger space. We need to get engaged. We need a house, all this stuff. She's gonna want a nest. You buy the house, you put on most of the down payment, if not all of the down payment. She wants to interior decorate the damn thing. And then when you guys go to your title company and they say, who do we want to put on the name of this damn title of the owner as owners of the house? What your dumb ass is going to do is you're going to put her name on with your name. You're an idiot. You're, that's the dumbest move you can make. Now they're going to say, well, what if you die and who's going to pass on the house? Who cares? What if? If if we're fifths, we'll be all drunk. Do not do it. Now, if she put down half on the house, if she put down the down payment and she's paying half the mortgage, that's another story. But odds are 60, 70% of men that are going to do this are not going to be in that position. She's not putting down half on shit. But you're going to do it because you're going to think, oh, I'm supposed to do this and it's the right thing to do. That's going to bite you in the ass later on. <laughs> Just letting you know. He said, somebody said, my biggest regret. Well, you should do it, and a man should do this, and the man. Okay, what are you supposed to do, ladies? I mean, this is the dumbest. So when I tell you to not make that move, it's not coming out of love and pain. It's not coming out of uh, pain and bitterness. It's coming out of, that's not a smart move for you to do. Do not do it. I'm just letting you know, it's going to bite you in the ass later on. And you're not going to make sense of it when they bite you in the ass. Because eventually you're going to argue over this house. And uh, they're going to say, well, you, this is both of yours houses. It's, she's on the title. And you're going to be like, no, 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 no. You're going to try to do You're going to say, look, I put down all the down payment. I made all the mortgage payments. And she's going to say, that was you, what you were supposed to do. But she's going to say, but it's as much how my house is yours. Okay. It's a dumb move financially. But if you want to be in your Dave Ramsey spirit and your Dr. John Deloney spirit, do it. <laughs> All right. Richie D in the building. Shout out to you. So I could focus on my career. Don't live your life in reverse. Yep. Eddie G says, just got a nine and she's Russian. Oh, new, 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 new world order. Yes, man. Hey, those Russian chicks, man. I tell you, they be looking good in here. All right, my editors are mad because I'm not running uh, banners today. They're like, shit. All right, but uh, sorry for that. Let's get on to this part of the stream. We just chilling today. Let's talk about some numbers. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. I'll let my editors get a banner right now. All right. I have, I have how many editors do I have? Life is a marathon. I really kind of have four editors. Life is a marathon. I'll give y'all a banner. Editors, shout out to you guys. All right, between timestamp, between my Instagram and TikTok editor, and then I have a editor for uh, quick hits, shorts, and then I have an editor that does all of the videos on the on the street with the Porsche and all that stuff. Did very well on Instagram, those videos. So that's four people. I'm employing people out here. Somebody said, don't listen to Dave Ramsey. It's crazy. So life is a marathon, not a sprint. Let's give y'all a little bit of a reality check right here. Let's pop up some information here. Let me close these windows. 
before my computer shuts off. Let's see here. There we go. We want to use that one. We want to use, we're going to take that one off. Here it is right here. Let's start, I'll start off with this quote. Jim Carrey, I think everyone should be rich and famous and do everything they've ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. All right. And so men will say, what's the answer? You guys see that quote by Jim Carrey? I'll put, make it bigger. I think everyone should be rich and famous and do everything they've ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. So this is going to leave a lot of men empty because a lot of men think women are the answer and you follow content creators that are telling you women are the answer. You're going to feel great by getting a lot of women. Um, just as experience, no, no. Uh, you're gonna be you're gonna feel great making a lot of money. Okay, you're gonna be able to do a lot more things, yes, but you're gonna wake up with human emotions, right? You're gonna wake up with human emotions, or whatever you're doing, you gotta reduplicate, or you're gonna be on a constant chase of trying to get whatever this money is. And um, over time, you might realize that damn, this ain't it. All right, but I'd rather be richer and find that out than poor and never find it out. But this quote is somewhat true, and this goes with anything. I wish I had all the marijuana I could smoke. I'll be happy. No, 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 you're not. So shout out to the weed heads. I wish I could have all the alcohol. I wish I can have travel as much as I wanted to. At some particular point, it's going to wear off, and then you're going to be where you need to be. You're going to have to find out who you are. So the whole thing about living life in reverse, you got to find out who you are first, develop a philosophy first, build yourself first, and then you'll be able to indulge in the byproducts of all of that. But what you guys do is try to get the women, the weed, and the and the, the women, the weed, and the money first, and then no philosophy, no stance, and this is how you fumble the bag, okay? Mm. Trust me, I've done this. So the money comes, and I wake up. I'm, I'm making decent money. The money comes, I wake up, and I'm still me. But I lean on my philosophy. I can always go back and center myself. Remember I said men aren't centered? I can always go back on my philosophy and say, all right, how do I get centered? I need to center myself. And that's what my free agent lifestyle philosophy is. That brings me back into, okay, now I know where I am. So more men need to have the philosophy first. It's not going to be the women. Women can't give you anything but a headache and a hard piece of salami pause. Let's talk about this right here. A couple of points that I wanted to make on money. Because if we're talking about I got money, where's my thing here? There it is. Let's pop this up on statistics about millionaires. And we use millionaires as an example. But you can use $100,000 on this as well. Nearly two-thirds of U.S. millionaires are between the age of 60 and 79. Nearly two-thirds of the millionaires in the United States are between the ages of 60 and 79. Does that put some things in perspective for you? As a young man, you're feeling bad about yourself not being where you need to be, okay? But at some particular point, you know, you want to level up, but you're like, man, I'm not getting it. I'm not, I'm not rich by 24. I'm not rich by 30. I'm not rich by 35. I'm not rich by 40. doesn't matter. For men, life is a marathon, not a sprint. And so if you're not centered and you're only chasing the money, you're going to come up short. Because by the time you get the money, you're going to be looking like this here. Let's go ahead and put this picture up. This is what you're going to be looking like, okay? So you chase, 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 without being centered, without having the philosophy, without enjoying life, just waiting for the bag to show up, and then you're going to run out of life. 
you're going to run out of life by the time you catch up to it. Because eventually you'll catch up to the money. But you ain't going to have no more life left. So while you're getting it, you need to have a philosophy on how you're going to enjoy it while you're getting it. Okay, let's give you a couple more examples here of, of things that you need to realize uh, in terms of, here it is, let me share this. It says right here, according to the millionaire by age data, near, namely 30% belong in the 60 to 69 age group category. An additional 31% belong in the 70 to 79 category. So 61% of millionaires are between the ages of 60 and 80. Mm. Nearly one-fourth or 23% of U.S. citizens with wealth over $1 million are age 50 to 59. So we got 30, that's 61, uh, 61, 84%. <laughs> so you, when you talk, when women talk about old people, when women talk about old men, Hey, if you want an old rich man, it, listen, you're, we're talking about millionaires. You can drop this down to 250,000 heirs. You can drop this down to 100,000 heirs. If men are walking around saying, I want a six-figure man, you're talking about an old man. An old man. If you're looking for young men that got money, ladies, I know I'm not trying to correct ladies. You're an idiot. These, there's not that many that are tall, rich, handsome, six-pack, buff. They all play in the National Football League. And you might get choked out by one. All right. If you're talking about dudes that got the bag, we're talking about men that are in their 50s to 80. Okay. That's just the bottom line. About 15% of the at least 80. Let me see here. They do have a graph about young millionaires. If you ever wonder how many millionaires are under 30, in America, it turns out it's about 8%. 8% of the millionaires in America are under 30. 8%. Okay. Now, we want to talk about race. Let's break it down by race. Uh-oh. <laughs> says right here. Somebody says, are we talking about net worth or primary residence included? Well, we're not talking about liquid. All right. There's not a lot of liquid millionaires. Okay. So let's just make that point clear. There's liquid millionaires or there's not, there's not people that run around got a million dollars liquid. Okay. Most of it is in assets, property, net worth, and all that stuff. That's, that's what we're talking about millionaires. And a lot of millionaires don't look like millionaires, unfortunately. That's going to be the sad reality of a lot of you guys. A lot of millionaires don't even look like millionaires, especially old millionaires. They're old in their 60s. They don't look like they're millionaires, but they are millionaires. Okay. Let's go by race. Uh-oh. U.S. millionaires by race data shows that Hispanic and African-Americans, in contrast, have the lowest chance of joining the millionaire club. Damn. How about the shit on your parade? So now we're talking about um, if a woman's selecting you, and they want a millionaire, six-pack abs, tall, either Latino or black, uh, it's going to be Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. It says the latest millionaire statistics from the U.S. show that the chances of Asian Americans with a high school degree becoming a millionaire are 6%. White, Hispanic, and African Americans with the same degree have a chance of uh, chances of respective 5%, 2%, and 1%. African Americans. 
Jesus. So, brothers, the struggle is real. So, if a woman saying, I want a black man, six foot three, million dollars, <laughs> slim to none. But I'm not saying you can't win. I'm just telling you the statistics because you can be that guy. With a master's degree, white Americans have the highest chance at 38% of earning $1 million. Asians, Hispanic, and African Americans have a chance to become a millionaire at 27, 11, and 6%. Brothers, we got to get it together. This is why I tell black men for sure, you got to drop the racial identity politics. It's a distraction. That's number one. Number two, you got to stop going to swim thick 2022. This is why I tell you these things. I don't tell you these things because I say women are ugly that are swim thick. I say that that's low-hanging fruit and poor men like women like that. And if you're going to think events like that or or banging pogs, you're this is why the statistic is so low because all I see is black dating coaches bragging about banging pogs. This is why you guys can't get money. <laughs> I'm just letting you look. You can be mad at me all you want. This is why you can't get money. This is look at the statistics here. This is dismal. Wait, I, you guys can't see it. They're showing you on paper. This is why y'all come up lacking. Oh, it's the white man. No, it's not. It's that big woman in your bed. Because she ain't on her mission. I guarantee you she's not on her, her mission. How many times have you seen a thick pog? You know what? I'm going to show you this. I had to save it. I had to save it. <laughs> I had to save it. Let me show y'all. Hold on. Let me see if I can get the screen larger. I have to show you on my Instagram. I can't log on my Instagram. I'm going to show you here. Where is it at? How many times you seen the thick pog on a mission? Or a thick sister on their mission? Financially just stable. Now, I'm not talking about the ones in Atlanta with the one-bedroom, three-bedroom townhouse. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about on their mission. Where's this brother? Oh, uh, I got to find. Oh, shoot. I got a lot of saved Instagrams. Let's see if I can show you. Oh, shit. Did I delete it? I hate when I do that. Oh, here it is. All right, hold on. Can y'all hear it? Wait. And booty meats right there, y'all. That's that filet mignon of booty meats. That's grade A beef right there. Goodness gracious at that thickness right there. Goodness. That's some booty meats right there, y'all. That's that filet mignon of booty meats. That's grade A beef right there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are you? That's right there is why y'all broke. That right there. Listen, you can enjoy that. Let me let me just say it like this. Look, I'm going to just put it this way. Let's say you had some money, right? You got on your purpose and path. You got your career. You can't tell me you can't get that woman at the end, right? Let's say you just say, let's just say sexually you're aroused by her. You cannot tell me you can't get that woman at the end of your path and purpose. You can get 50 of them if that's what you really want. But if you're not on your path and purpose, you don't have your philosophy, and you stop right there. Wait a minute. Who are you? I often find that a lot of brothers are not on their path and purpose, and they got girls just like that. See, 
That's what I'm talking about. You can get that at the end of the rainbow. You can get that at the end of the reading rainbow. You can get her right at the finish line if you want to. I guarantee you when you get to the finish line, you won't have her. You won't have her. You won't even take her. You'd be like, nah, that's okay. And that tells me right there. But let's go back to the statistics here because we hurt in feelings today. Uh, where is it here? 80% of millionaires invest in their 401k. Okay. 94% of millionaires spend less than they make. All right. Uh, I think for that reason, that's older people, right? Older people already bought what they wanted to. We're going to talk about that in discretionary income here in a second. A lot of Dave Ramsey quotes here, uh, right here over uh, three fourths of American millionaires never receive an, any inheritance. So the idea that all of these millionaires right here are, um, are, are their family passed down the money. Not so much. He says, in fact, the self-made millionaire statistics will surprise you when you discover that 79% of the millionaires did not receive an inheritance. Okay. So you can put the man's uh, uh, stuff away. Only 15% of the millionaires. Okay, we're not talking about that right here. Oh, where are you going to live if you're a millionaire? That's right here. California, New York, Florida are the states with the most. Um, in the city-wise, you're talking about Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco. So doesn't mean if you live in Kansas City, you're not going to be one. But I will tell you something. Just moving from California to Nevada, I'm going to tell you that my willingness to hustle has decreased. Your hustle is going to decrease uh, because there's no competition. You don't see you don't see anything better ahead of you. You're kind of at the best. You're somewhere near the upper echelon in your small town. And so now I'm in a smaller town. And I'm near the top. I don't see a lot of Porsches driving around. I draw a lot of attention driving my car around. But if I'm in Newport Beach in Orange County, there's plenty of Porsches. So what does that make you do? Does that make you grind harder? No, it, it might make more people go, well, shit, I'll settle here being the big fish in a small pound. But when you're the small, you're a small fish in a big pound, you do want to, I, I got to do better. All right. That's just the idea. Oh, most surprisingly, most millionaires are married, 76, 76%. The question is, when did they get married? When did millionaires get married? Did they get married at the beginning and became millionaires? Or did they get married at the end after they became millionaires or were headed towards that path? And what type of woman did they marry? Not a bit. They didn't marry this woman. Hold up. Let's show you this. <laughs> I guarantee you, most millionaires. Don't have wives like this. Gracious at that thickness right there. Goodness. That's them booty meats right there, y'all. That's that filet mignon of booty meats. That's grade A beef right there. Not many millionaires are running around here, or let's change it. 100,000 heirs are running around here talking about they got game. None of them are saying about talking about tricking. It's not even in their vocabulary. Okay, so let's put it in perspective. None of them, not many of them marry feminists. And I'm going to tell you, many of them will get divorced. Number of properties that they own, 2.4. This is their portfolio if somebody wanted to ask this. Average real estate property, $919,000. Uh, $919, so for the person asking about what are we talking about, net income, or are we talking about uh, net worth, this is what we're talking about right there. Has a degree. So if you, it's 42%. So only 42% of millionaires have a degree. That means that you don't need a degree to become one. Owns a business. Only 
Owns a house, though, 94%. So that does go into the real estate portfolio. Let's go in here, right here. Female millionaires, rare. Self-made, mostly eyelash businesses and whatnot. The richest millionaire in the African-American community. Look at my African-American over there. Insert Donald Trump's look at my African-American over there. Sorry, I got to do it. We're chilling. We're almost there. We're almost there. I got to do it. Look at my African-American over there. All right, I got to do it. I got to do the Donald Trump. Where's the dancing video? <laughs> Let me see right here. Let me see. I hope I don't. Uh, look at... <laughs> Are we going to do it? Sorry. All right, we got to do it, Donald. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know, uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? All right, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it. But let's go back to the African-Americans over there. Trump is a fool, man. That's why you got to love the guy. He said, look at my African-American over there. African-American, wealthiest African-Americans. Do you know who it is? Robert Smith. All right. He was the one. I think he had the white wife and everybody was mad. This is, again, the racial up uh, by Robert Smith was the guy who paid off everybody's graduation student loan. I believe he paid off his student loans at Morehouse. Okay. And they found out he had a white wife and everybody... Every the community drilled the guy. I tell you what, bro. <laughs> this is why I tell you, you got to leave racial. You you didn't even know Robert Smith was the richest African American in America. And the guy went out and he went to Morehouse. He spoke at Morehouse, and he said, "I'm gonna pay off all of y'all's college tuition." And then they found out he had a white wife, and they threw his ass under the bus. This is why y'all got to get rid of racial uh, identity. All right, Morehouse. Because this is the type of stuff that sets you back. Why does that even matter? He paid off all of their debt. I wish I would have had that uh, situation. And if I paid for my college, I would be pissed. I would be like, hey, hold up. Here it is right here. He paid off Morehouse's grad's debt. Now Robert Smith is trying income-based financing at HBCUs. Richest African-American in the country. And then they had a, he had a white wife, and they was like, hey, oh, no, he has a white wife. Cancel him. Anybody that's around you that says stuff like that, y'all got to get rid of him. Let's go ahead and show you the picture of his white wife, by the way. She don't look white to me, though. <laughs> Does she look white? Is she Italian? That's his wife right there. But that was out. No, nah, man. Cancel him. There he is right there. They canceled the brother. Richest man. She's Italian. Richest man in America. Richest black man in America. They canceled his ass. Because this is his wife. 
I don't get it, bro. <laughs> and by the way, I think there's an age difference, and she's put together. She's all pieced together with all of her, you know. She's uh, you know, she's a doll. She looks like a doll. But that's the community talk for you. I, I think he's still married to this woman. So anyway, and as you can see, he's older gentleman. She's quite younger. I think there's definitely an age age gap there. But you can be that when you're the richest black man in America. All right, you want to hear something else? About 80%, over 80% of, of American millionaires are male. She's Sicilian, so she black. <laughs> She's at least African. Over 80% of American millionaires are male. Male. All right, so if you guys are waiting around, again, a lot of guys say, I'm waiting for a rich woman. I'm waiting for a woman to marry, to take care of me. I'm waiting for a woman to pay for my PlayStation. It's not there. Your, your, your sound is delusional as women waiting for a six-figure male. It's delusional. Looking around the world, millionaires by gender, that's the percentage of female millionaires. Most of it probably, oh, there's actually most of them inherited their millions. Most of these women inherited, they were heiress, heiresses, or they got it through divorce. That's the other part of that gender millionaire thing here. It says many of them weren't self-made, although there is a portion. Actually, they actually covered that up here. It says right here, oh, they just use one. They just use one. Actually, there's an article that said most millionaire women got through divorce or uh, most millionaire women. We just chilling today. Sorry. Women, they, how did they get their money? They get rich. As women, just say women. Most of it, it was inherited. Oh, this is from the BBC. <laughs> uh, shout out to Rihanna. She doesn't make up this list right here. Okay. All right. This article is not the one. I actually had an article about this that I used to. Uh, I used to read most of it became most of it. They inherited it anyway, moving on, give you a couple more statistics and then we'll get to the super chats. All right, moving down here, millionaire by Jane. It says nearly two thirds of American millionaires graduated from a public school university uh, shout out to them. The chances of you becoming a millionaire. All right. And then, oh, I think this is the end of it. Then they just list the millionaires right here. Okay, millionaires represent 1% of the adult population and account for over 40% of the total global net worth. All right, so that means you're, once you hit a million dollars, you're in the top, top percentage of people. More, uh, more than half of the millionaires live in the US and or China. Okay, all right, let me do one more thing here. Discretionary income. I shared this with the Money Mindset Group on discretionary income. Many of you guys are, hip to the phrases of disposable income and discretionary income. Disposable income is your gross income minus taxes and what's left to pay off obligations like rent, credit card debt, child support, um, and all those things. That's called disposable income, all right? You got to pay off your obligations, your car loan, lease, rent. Then discretionary income is everything after that. How much money do you have to spend after you pay off these things? Most people don't have any. If you look at the chart here by age, of the total discretionary income spending by age tier. If you look at what's available and what is spent, look at the age right here, 18 to 24. 
we're giving you real life knowledge. 18 to 24, you're broke. You ain't got no money. Or if you got, you're not saving any money. If you look at savings and if I wish they broke this down by gender. Now let's take a look across here. The next lowest is 25 to 29. 25 to 29. Okay. 18 to 29, you broke. You don't spend a lot of money. You really don't matter in the ecosystem of the economy. And you probably don't have access to this money. All right. 18 to 29. First lowest, 18 to 24. Second lowest, 25 to 29. Look at the highest. I want you to go back and look at the highest. The highest spenders of discretionary income age 50 to 59. I got money. 50 to 59. With the second one include, and I'm sorry, 45 to 59. 45 to 59. Now, what's happening at this age when you're a man? Testosterone's lower. You ain't caring about these straggle daggles and hoes. You focusing on your career. You might have to spend a lot more money because you have a lot more things to spend it on. You bought a house, a car. All right. You got excess money. You got excess discretionary money and you can spend it. You can probably spend it on girls that you like. Right here, age 45. There it is. 45. It's almost at the highest, but then 55 right there. 55. So even 60 to 64. Oh, boy. You can tack that on, age 45 to 64. Life is a marathon. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. This is your peak years. And I guarantee you this graph is mostly men, right? Mostly men. Many of the women by this age aren't doing well financially. I can show you that as well. Okay. I can show you that as well. I'll show you another graph on that just so you I can back it up. So right here between, your, these are your struggle years. You're building yourself. And then as you get, Hit um 65, it goes lower. So now you're back down here. Now you're back down here. And of course, this represents spending. Doesn't represent ne necessarily how much you have available, but that does come into play. But as you age, you start going down lower. Okay. And let me show you the graph of, in terms of income, we, we use this graph quite a bit. And you can interpret this graph the way you want. But uh, when it comes to men and women, uh, where's the graph? Women are starting to taper down by age 50. So they're not pushing past. Oops, I lost the graph. Oh, now they're going to say I'm wrong. All right, now they're going to say I'm wrong. So, okay, all right, sorry about that. Let's stop share. But then we'll give you this one right here. Then we'll go on. So age distribution of millionaires. Distribution of millionaires in the United States by age. Ladies, gentlemen. Less than 36%. And it drops down from 30 to 39. 2%. So most of this 6% are rock stars, rappers, actors, football players, basketball players, and the, and the like. This is why it might be as higher than here. And then by the time these actors and uh, get married and these rappers and all of these fumble the bag, it's lower. Now, 40 to 49 goes up. But look. Where are the bulk of the millionaires? And this could go with thousandaires. Age 50 to 80 is where the bulk of the people are. So you, you don't have to make it now as a young guy. I know you want to be young, rich, and famous, but it's probably not going to be there, but you can build towards it. Not to say you shouldn't be building towards it. You can build towards it. 
Once you start building towards it, then you can get there by 30, 34, 39, 44. But you'll still be, you'll still reflect the top 10% of men. All right. Anyway, I didn't find that chart. And I've used that chart so many times. I don't even know why I can't locate it. But women and their earning capacity and their ability to rise up economically, it dips sharply at 45. This is on average. All right, so here we go. Somebody says, but you need to start when you're young. Yes, start when you're young. You might not make it while you're young, but let's just say these men started when they were young. Many of them got divorced and split the pot right there at the next age group. So again, you started while you were young and you let your loins make your decision and now you got hampered and now you got to rebuild. I bet you many American millionaires have been divorced. They said they've been married, but let's pull up the divorce of millionaires. All right, let's get to these super chats. And compound interest is your friend. So as you're young and have little discretionary income, you should be putting money into investment vehicles that have long-term performances, blue chip stocks, land, maybe possibly real estate, although I'm not a big fan of Personal residences, I do think real estate's a great vehicle that you can invest in, multi-purpose, commercial properties, land, um, land that is uh, designated for a certain land use. You don't have to live in one house. You don't have to own one house and have all of that as your net worth because that could all go tomorrow. So anyway, there's a lot to be covered there. You got to survive your as a man, yes, yeah, survive your 20s. You're not supposed to be sitting here winning with hoes in your, I know you want to because Instagram tells you to, but no. <laughs> and you're not supposed to be throwing your life away on low-hanging fruit women. No. At some point, you'll realize that. You'll wake up. Who is this in here? Chef Martell is in the building. Sounds like a wrestler name. Working on my YouTube cooking show. Any suggestions? Yes. Um, Make videos, man. I actually was looking at cook because I like to uh, smoke. I usually like to use my smoker. And I was looking at smoker videos uh, using smokers left and right. So start breaking down how you do things. The best videos that you can do as a cook is to talk about how you prepare to cook. Like I was watching videos because I haven't used my smoker in years, but how to get the smoker started. Okay. What do you do to get started? How do you, how do you dice up your veggies? And how do you start the grill? How do you get clean smoke instead of uh, dirty smoke? How do you, Oil or pan? What what do you use? Do you use grapeseed oil? Do you use vegetable oil? Do you use those are what your videos are? Not the completion of the product. How to start this? How to use the air fryer? Shit, I'll watch that video. So always dice up how your process on your videos. People don't want to see you start from complete start to end. They want to see humor. They want to see how you get it going. Always start. Think about the process of you doing things, not the completion. Because most people can't even get started doing what they want to do. They can't even get started. All right. And that's where their problem is. So that's your suggestion right there. Able returns to Eden. Monk mode is wearing a full body love condom. <laughs> yep. You're protecting yourself. Monk mode is underrated. Hey, hey, Ron, that's what I needed to hear. No more weed, coach. He says, today is day one. I'm 30 and smoke since 12. Oh, shit. He said, he sounded like young Dolph. I've been smoking weed since the fifth grade. It's a man's world. Chicks stay in your place. 
Shout out to Young Dolph. Shout out to uh, Gemini writer. Robert Smith's wife is a ninja, ninja, ninja. Shout out to you. She's Sicilian, so she's a ninja. All right, shout out to them. Who else is in here? Hey, man, the weed has me mad as hell. There you go, y'all mad. Hey, like I said, it's kind of like women. Once you get to the top, smoke all the weed you want. Matter of fact, there's a guy, his name is Don Nelson. Don Nelson used to be an NBA basketball coach. All right, let me show you a picture. Don Nelson used to be an NBA basketball coach. Now, if I get into something like weed, I'm going to invest in it. But Don Nelson, he worked, I think he's one of the winningest basketball coaches in the history of the NBA. He coached the Milwaukee Bucks, the Golden State Warriors, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. Let me show you a picture. Let me see here. <laughs> Hold on. I, I can't show I can't give it away. So I got to show you. I got to show you. I can't give it away. I got to show you him before. Let me show you the before and after of Don Nelson. <laughs> okay. So this is Don Nelson right here in his career, coaching career right here. All right, hold on. This is Don Nelson right there. All right. You see him? Now, this is Don Nelson now. <laughs> this is Don Nelson. I'm going to tell you what happened to Don Nelson. Don Nelson focused on his career. He built his life up. He built his life up. He made his money. He retired. And he said, I'm going to smoke the weed out. He like, hell, now I'm going to celebrate. Don Nelson, he he said, I, I got to show you a video. He was like, man, you know, I coached. I made my money. I raised my family. Now I sit around smoking weed all day. He he sound like sh he he looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And he said, I can finally do this. I can afford to do it. He doesn't have to wake up and produce anymore. But I don't know if he was smoking weed before, but he didn't look like it. Now he chilling. So now I get it. I'm like, okay. Now you got to your place, you can afford to smoke the weed out. You see what I mean? But now when you're 20, 19, 18, you're 22, it ain't time yet, bro. You need to chill the hell out. Get on your path and your purpose first. I'm going to find a video of him because he sounded like he was high as hell. Let me see here. I'm going to probably get a copyright on this one. Don Nelson uh, smoke weed. Let me see if I can find it. I don't even know if YouTube is going to have it. Now, I don't know if this is the proper video for it, but. Uh, instead of young basketball talent, it's marijuana he's cultivating. And this is where we grow our pot. You're not going to smoke that in your lifetime. You realize that, don't you? Oh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. He said, like, I'm going to get all of that, Sean. Brian Gubbo was like, you ain't smoking all of that. Oh, hell I am, bro. Or pot. You're not going to smoke that in your lifetime. You realize that, don't you? Oh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> His weed is not for sale. Our it's not for sale. He's smoking all that. Up. With a medical marijuana card. His strain called Nelly Kush is for his personal use only. This will be ready in about another three months. Does Willie grow his own? Oh yeah, he's big, Willie's big. Willie's reserve. So which is smoother, Nelly Kush or Willie's reserve? Nelly Kush. Is it? Yeah, why not? I saw his Nelly. All right, so there's uh, uh, Willie Nelson right there. 
So th- this is what I'm talking about. It's all about perspective. I'm not saying you shouldn't smoke, but I'm saying there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. I don't think he would have got to where he got. I think he's one of the winningest coaches in the NBA. He wouldn't have got there smoking the weed out looking like he's doing now. But now he's there. He chilling. He's there now. He's like, okay, now, well, well. let me see here. So it's all perspective right there. Let me see. He is the second all-time winning this basketball coach. Second all-time. How many wins? Yeah, he's the second all-time in regular season wins. This is this is him focusing on his career. Guys, you got to put prior. Again, you're living your life in reverse. If you're smoking your weed out now and then you're trying to make it later, probably not. But if you do your path first, then... Then you could you could go back later and do all you want. Yeah, he's the second all-time regular season uh, wins coach. He coached the Bucks, the Knicks, Dallas Mavericks, and the Warriors. And he played small ball. He was one of those small ball coaches. He never had really a big center. That's why he didn't win a championship. I don't think he won a championship. So he was a small ball coach. He always had no no big center. Anyway. I didn't say Willie Nelson was dead, did he? Yeah, his son, Donnie Nelson, is a coach, too. I think he just got in trouble. He just got in trouble, Donnie Nelson, just recently. All right, I'm supposed to do all these super chats. Shout out to Hey, before you leave, hit the like button. I know we just chilling towards the end here. And let me get to all of the people here on the PayPal. Did I get Chairman Mo? I did. I, got, I think I got three more. Oh, no, no, no. That was Philip over there saying about the weed, yeah. In the stress. I get it. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I don't know, man. I always try to, I'm going to try to fix it on my own. Rusted junk. I got you too. <laughs> okay. So we got, only got one more, I believe. Okay. Mr. Johnson says thousand heirs are victims of divorce. Yes. Thousand heirs are victims of divorce. I would probably say thousand heirs are the biggest victims of divorce. Uh, for sure. Because um, a thousandaire think he's got it made and he's making his first six-figure salary. And then the first thing he does is says, okay, let me find my wife. And then as you find your wife, you're still trying to build. She's going to throw a monkey wrench in your whole program, okay? She's going to say you work too much, you're never home. Or she'll say, just because you make slightly more than me doesn't mean you have more pull and say over here. Eventually she'll say, down the road and as you get to your peak salary she's gonna cut it in half it's the same old story same old story shout out to uh we're gonna call you david a he says coaches holiday season here in paris and all of the us 304s normies and npcs are flooding seeking here i'm tired of all of this nonsense lol talking about spoiling me oh it's over and they're in paris all right, um, spoil me, spoil me. Guys, you guys don't realize that if you're not on my locals member stream, you're not seeing the delusion in full speed. And these people are normies asking to be spoiled. They're jumping over here. Oh, people are spoiling you. I want to be spoiled. I got a message from this chick. She was very average looking Puerto Rican chick. I can't even tell what she was. 23, she claimed. She was like, oh, yeah, I work as a funeral director. 
I was sitting there like, oh, shit, no wonder she looked lifeless. She wasn't bad looking. She was kind of average, though. And I'll start off with an allowance. I'll maybe see you once a week. I mean, once a month. She was like, once a month with an allowance. I like to be spoiled, get fashion. But, dude, this is a woman that was on Tinder three years ago. Asking for a dude to date. Now they're like, oh, you know, I'll just come over. I'll get an allowance. I'll suck you off once a month. You'll pay for everything. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, man, it's bad out here. And if you're a guy that says, you know, hold on for a second. It's bad out here. If you're a guy that's be like, well, that's tricking and all that stuff. Good luck out here dating. Good luck. Because those people are going to go back to the dating marketplace and do what? Frustrate the hell out of you. Good luck, man. It's all bad. It's all bad. So what we're going to do is we're going to end it off on Donald Trump. We're going to clip this, but let's end it off on Donald Trump. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. All right. All right. Enough of that nonsense, man. We out of here, brothers. Shout out to the coach game. We'll be back this afternoon, back on topic about these 304s. All right. Shout out to you. Peace. <laughs>